As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast. Robert here with Dustin. Big episode. We're going to talk a lot about football. And speaking of which, football is now back. AB is in Oakland. Le'Veon's with the Jets. OBJ and Jarvis Landry have teamed up again in Cleveland. And one thing that hasn't happened, though, where I'm placing my bets this season. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000 and only costs $100 center. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week, score your share of the huge cash prize pool. Listen, I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why my bookie is the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. My bookie has live in game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. Up to $1,000 first deposit. Bonus, double your first deposit. Put in $100, and my bookie will give you an extra $100 to gamble with. Use promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie.ag. And don't forget to use promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R. Bet, win, get paid. UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow tie wearing, brie cheese eating, NASCAR wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to punch people from UVA right in the neck. They wear suits to games. <laughs> That's absurd. Alright everyone, welcome back to the Guys in Ties podcast. This is Dustin, I've got Rob with me. We're here on a Sunday, it's the 25th of August, and we're less than a week away from UVA football happening. Rob, how do you feel about that? Dude, it's incredible. We saw the game last night, uh, Florida. Some of us saw the game last night. I watched the game last <laughs> night, uh, Florida beat Miami, and then you had the crazy Hawaii finish uh, with Khalil Tate, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, he could not get in the end zone. But football is back. It's crisp. It's cool up here in Northern Virginia, D.C. Uh, it just feels right. It definitely just feels right. It feels good, you know, because in you know past years, it's been like, ah, football's back only three months until basketball season. But now it's like football's back. Basketball's almost all, also almost back. The boys are here. Football's back. We're good to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Dude, I mean, maybe maybe it's that way for you, man. I'm just excited to maybe know I won't get let down. I might still get let down. I might but still get let my down. hopes are still up. They're always up. <laughs> I so. might still get let down. Well, you're a Redskins fan, so like, well, I'm I'm slowly transitioning off that train. Let let down, to... <laughs> letdowns are common, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, we're not talking about the Redskins because they just named Case Keenum their starting quarterback, <laughs> and it's not worth talking about. But we're talking about UVA football, and today we are talking about the schedule. What are we going to win? What are we going to lose? I think, Rob, we're going to go game by game and talk about why we're going to win such game, why we're going to lose such game. Yeah, and I think we're going to come up with a what games UVA is going to win, what games UVA is going to lose, and what our final record is going to be in the regular season. We don't know. We're not going to do any, you know, off-season stuff, but we're going to do regular season games. And uh, our first game is this Saturday against Pitt. It's on the ACC Network. And if you don't have ACC Network, definitely listen to our last podcast because I <laughs> talked about all the ways you can get ACC Network. There's at least 10 different ways. So definitely it's possible. listen to it. It's definitely, it's definitely, I still don't have ACC Network. Thankfully, it, Dustin does. D- yeah, Rob's <laughs> going to come over to my place. We're just going to watch the games at my place. So it's all going to be good. But yeah, but if you don't have ACC Network, definitely try and get it because that's the only way you're going to be able to watch our first three games of the season. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about those first three games. But Rob, first off, Pitt this Saturday at 7.30 p.m. on ACC Network in Pittsburgh. Who's going to win? And what do you, why do you think that? Uh, Virginia's going to win this football game. It's going to be close. I have a 24-17. I think it'll be a battle down to the wire. It goes against recent trends. We haven't beaten Pittsburgh in a long time. And Bronco Mendenhall has never beaten Pittsburgh. And we tend to play worse, generally, too, at Heinz Field. And I'm pretty sure we've never won at Heinz Field. I think I remember reading that recently. Uh, but you got to bet with your head on this one. As much as Virginia has struggled, really the only big contributor coming back from Pitt from last season is Kenny Pickett, their quarterback, who was very average last season. He completed 58% of his passes to just 12 touchdowns and six interceptions. Um, And obviously the strength of that Pitt team was the running game. Yeah, they lose four out of their five starting offensive linemen, two 1,000-yard rushers and Quadriolison and Darren Hall. I mean, you've got to bet with your head on this. And as much as recent trends say Pittsburgh, numbers say Virginia. What do you think? I mean, I totally agree with you. I think last year, you know, you know, we had that heartbreak loss against Pitt at home. And I think there's a lot of opportunities for us to win in that game. And we don't have to talk about the past. But I think looking ahead, you can look at the things that Pitt did really well in that game, like running the ball, blocking. And a lot of that is gone for Pitt. You know, most of their offensive line is gone, as you've said. Their two best rushers are gone, as you said. Their quarterback, who was really bad against us last year, is still there. Mm-hmm. Not that he's gotten any better or you know worse, but he their, their quarterback has not gotten better. I think we have an advantage on that end of the field in terms of defending the rush and also defending the pass. I don't think they're going to be any better. It's going to be really hard for Pitt to score against us on during that first week. And, you know, another underrated part of this is Virginia will be starting a relatively young offensive line, including a guy who's very unproven, Ryan Swadoba, at right tackle most likely. And Pitt isn't going to have their best pass rusher to take advantage of that. He tore his ACL. He's out for the season. I think that's another big storyline for a Virginia team that, Really, I'm kind of expecting six foot ten Ryan Swadova. I'm expecting some early struggles from him. Um, but Pitt doesn't have their best pass rusher. 
I listen, you know, if this is a tone setting game and we'll know a lot about this Virginia team, depending on how this game plays out, you know, but I, everything I, says Virginia should win. You know, I actually, I actually base my win, my win total based off of this game. Cause I think, I think if we win this game, I know that sounds, you know, obvious because if we lose this game, it changes. But if we win this game, I think we win at least two more games than if we lose this game, I think we lose probably more than we should. Yeah, I think a lot of people agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I just I think this this game is such a tone setter and it's such a, you know, you know, it, it it's really going to define the season for this team. Yeah, fair or unfair. It's gonna have a huge early impact. Yeah. Is this preseason hype real? And we're it, gonna find out. And it's not even it's not even for just like the team, like the players, it's for the fans too. Like how many fans are gonna come out for Florida State if we beat Pitt versus if we lose to Pitt? You know, I think I I think if we beat Pitt, there's gonna be at least I would say five thousand more fans that come out versus if we lose to Pitt mm-hmm. against Florida State. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a big deal. Yeah, I think it's, it's a, a, huge, it's a huge deal. It's a huge game. <laughs> All right, so we both have Pittsburgh as a win. Virginia, I, I would, I would say, I would say it's a win. It's gonna be close though. I think, yeah, I'm expecting a touchdown or less win. Yeah. I don't think Virginia wins by more than seven points. Yeah. All right, so Virginia is one and zero, riding high, feeling good, and they roll Friday night to William and Mary with a very familiar face as head coach Mike London. Dustin, how much does UVA beat William and Mary by? I'm going to say at, at least three touchdowns. And I'm not saying that just because Mike London is a bad coach, but I'm saying that because I think that this team is good. I think that, you know, this team has a lot to prove. And especially after one week after Pitt, we're going to know what our strengths are. We're going to know what our weaknesses are. And I think our coaching staff is good enough to be able to key in on those strengths and kind of push those weaknesses aside to be able to get the best team that they have from these players. And so I think that William & Mary is going to be a really good show of what this team actually is and what they can do against a lesser opponent. Mm -hmm. Because, I I, I mean, Pitt, you know, the first week's always kind of weird because you're kind of feeling out, like, what what is this team? What do we have? And especially, I mean, we have a lot of players returning, but we also got a lot of people who left. And we got a lot of people who, who need to step up and I think William Mary is going to be a good time to see, you know, especially for, you know, we're going back to, to where we talked about the, the uh, wide receivers and the running backs as the two probably weakest positions on this team. Which one of those in the wide receivers are going to step up? Who's going to step up in the running back position? And how can they perform versus a definitely weaker opponent in William Mary? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Mike London, this is his first season as head coach. Uh, Laylock, the longtime coach there, been there for decades, retired. So they bring in Mike London. Um, They're still in the midst of a four-way quarterback competition as of this recording. So God knows who's going to come out there. I mean, that's as per usual for Mike London. They're lucky, you know. (laughs) Lots of options. It's it's only four. It's not five. No, I mean, the story with this game isn't going to be the game itself. It's going to be... I think just all the UVA ties, obviously Mike London, but about half of his coaching staff has UVA ties. You have Vincent Brown, Mm -hmm. Josh Seidenberg, Matt Johns, who was actually a grad assistant at UVA last year, uh, Razai Dowling and Daryl Blackstock, all guys that are on that William & Mary staff. I mean, I'm telling you, this game's about the storylines. I have Virginia winning 48-13, to and I think 
it's not it's just not gonna be close you know you know rob went in depth when he has the exact score that he think it will i have the exact score to. for every game i'm very prepared for this episode R- rob you know which I'm will more come of, back to bite me when i'm wrong you know i'm more season. of a basketball guy but i don't i don't do i don't even i don't do scores for basketball <laughs> well basketball is a little harder it's too <laughs> i mean it's too it's too uh volatile you know you yeah. can't you can't even determine it can football. be like when we played florida state in basketball and we were up by 30 the whole game but only won by like 14 i think backups couldn't i, I think it's just because you know leonard hamilton is a I, i'm not gonna say because it it's a clean podcast but <laughs> but he's a mean guy okay <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of florida state we play florida state the week after i don't know night game in scott stadium i am looking so forward to this game we're going uh, to this game. Yeah, we're going. Rob to and I game. are going to be there. We'll definitely be there. We're, we're, we're going to be there. We're I'd be at be... William and Mary if it wasn't a Friday night. I would be too. I don't think I can make it to William but, and Mary. Uh, yeah, so we play Florida State. Um, Dustin, obviously a big game. We've hyped it up a little bit on previous episodes. What's your thoughts here? You know, I I've said in previous episodes that I think this game is, you know, potentially the most important game of the year, in, in terms of you know setting the tone for future games, and I think that you know Florida State carries this this kind of aura of being like the the powerhouse of the ACC and you know old ACC and you know they've won national championships they they had this bowl streak forever until last year and I think that you know beating Florida State still carries a lot of weight with a lot of the old UVA fans who you know might have lost touch after some of the London years I think that if we beat Florida State the year goes a lot more swimmingly than if it does not, than if we don't beat Florida State. Mm-hmm. And Florida State actually has a very similar opening to the season as we do. They have a tough first game against Boise, like we have a tough first game against uh, yeah. Pittsburgh. And then they have kind of a cupcake game. They play Louisiana Monroe the week before they play us. Is, we play is the Boise game at home or away? Uh, it's a neutral site game, I'm pretty sure. Interesting. But... Okay. Uh, Florida State is weird, and they're kind of similar to Miami in this regard. They have an incredibly talented roster. They have two first-team All-ACC players, Terry at wide receiver, Marvin Wilson, their D-tackle. Cam Akers is a heck of a running back, but their offensive line is so bad. And that it that's just a position group you've seen at UVA. It's not a one-class-and-you're-fix type of deal. The yeah. offensive line takes years to build. Yeah. I think this game is going to be so incredibly close. I think it's going to be so close. But but I think I think the hype of it being in charlottesville and just the history of you know the previous florida state games that have been in charlottesville i think that it's going to carry a lot of weight with a lot of the old school fans i think it's going to be a really good atmosphere for uva football it's a night game 7 30 on you know acc network as as we've said and i i think it's going to be a, a really good atmosphere for our team to show everyone what they're made of. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, if you can prove it against Florida State, you can prove it against anyone in the ACC. And I, I think, you know, that's probably not true, you know, with Clemson being the top dog, but but you can... The name's can, still relevant, Florida The State. name is still relevant, and I think that that's going to carry a lot of weight with a lot of people. So I was going back and forth on this game, whether or not to pick UVA, and I was doing all my research, and I saw Florida State was seven in, or 5-7 and seven last year, but of those five wins, only one came on the road. They were one and four on the road. For me, that's the tipping point. Knight, UVA. I think UVA wins this game 20 to 17. And I mean, if you look back to the London years, I mean, he never won on the road. Hardly yeah. ever. 
And that was so with when you have a new coach like Willie Taggart in Florida State, it's really important to be able to win on the road against you know opponents who you can beat. And I think that UVA wins this one because we don't get beaten by a lesser team on the at home. Yeah, I I, I mean we you know if you think back to last year against Miami, I mean. We know Miami now was not a great team last year, but it was still kind of this like defining win for that season. It was like we beat Miami, a brand name team. They were ranked 16th at, at the time. Ho- at the time, they were ranked 16th <laughs> at home. <laughs> they fell. At home. And it, it, you know, it kind of defined the rest of the season. You know, the team had a, the team felt, I think, more confident after that win. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Virginia starts off with wins against Florida State and Pittsburgh. Which we're both predicting. We have UVA at three and zero, two and zero in the ACC. I mean, those are the games. These are the games right here. The first three games of the season. I think there's a two game. I think we'll get to our final score or final predictions at the end of the episode. But I think there's a two game bracket here that the the record's going to fall in between. I think it's dependent on both. And, of these and games. you know, at, at worst, I really think we're we're either three and zero or two and one. I don't think we lose to Pitt and Florida State. I think we're going to beat one of them if not both of them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I think at worst, we're 2-1 and one at this point. Which will hopefully be better even the next week because yeah. we play Old Dominion ODU, at home. At home. Dustin, what's your take on this game? It's a win. It's a win, dude. Yeah. We're not, we're not tech. We're not that bad. So this is what I found <laughs> out, and I really didn't appreciate it until earlier this morning when I was looking at this. The ODU upset against Virginia Tech last year was like everyone knew like, it was a big upset. No, it was like a massive upset. It was ODU, one of the biggest upsets of all time. ODU finished four and eight last season. They yeah. lost to Liberty fifty-two to ten. Yeah, that was not a good ODU team last year. No, and they beat Virginia Tech pretty bad. And I was just shocked. And they actually played Tech the week before they play us, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny. But yeah, no, Virginia's going to win this game. This is another game like William and Mary. Hopefully, hopefully win this game. Yeah, we well, gotta- I'm predicting UVA to win this game. <laughs> I am predicting UVA to win this game. We cannot say, after UMBC, we cannot say UVA is going to win anything, but we should win this game. We should win this game. We should win this game. So, we're 4-0. and At worst, 3-1. and Okay. At worst, 3-1. and At best, 4-0. All right. I, I, I think we'll be 4-0. Going into the next week at Notre Dame, 3-30, September 28th. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a big one, man. I like this is the one that's circled on the calendar because I'm telling you, Notre Dame obviously was good last year. It's funny too because one Clemson player, so Clemson beat uh, Notre Dame last year, thirty to three in the Cotton Bowl in the semifinal. Notre Dame was undefeated before then. Obviously, Clemson beat Alabama really bad in the championship game. But there's Clemson players out there saying that they thought Notre Dame was a better team than Alabama last year. Yeah. You know, they're players. I don't know if there's any truth to it or what, but Notre Dame's a very good team, and they return most of their players from last year. Big notable one being Ian Book, their quarterback, who didn't light it up but was very efficient last year. But, you know, the thing about Notre Dame is that they're, they, they've got that name brand, they've got the history, and they've got the fan base to back it up. And being in South Bend for that game, it's going to be so much tougher than if it was in Charlottesville. Um, I think if it was in... I think if it was in Charlottesville, it'd be more of a 50-50 game. 
Uh, wow, you're confident. I am. But being in South Bend, I think it's leaning a lot towards Notre Dame in this case. And I I think that traveling on the road against probably a preseason top 10 team. They're number nine, yeah. Is going to be a lot for this UVA team. And, and it's not that... It's not that we can't live up to it, but it's that we haven't faced this kind of pressure yet as a good team. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, man, if we're 4-0 and and Virginia rolls into South Bend, if we're 4-0, and we're a top 25 team at this point. I mean, there this could be, you know, the next statement win. You know, the, the, the only thing I will say is that the team, do you know the team that Notre Dame plays before UVA? Georgia. The, Georgia. Preseason number three yes, in so, Athens. So there's a couple ways that this could go. When Notre Dame plays Georgia, if Notre Dame beats Georgia, they're going to be looking at the national title game. They're going to be looking at the playoffs and they're going to say, hey, we got to win out to get to the playoffs. So they they might be more willing to like prepare for Virginia. But if they say, oh, we beat Georgia, we can beat anyone. We could easily beat Virginia. See, I think the opposite of that. I think yeah. if if they lose to Georgia, they're going to be pretty mad because they know they're not going to make the playoffs, and I think they'll beat UVA. No, if but they beat Georgia. I think there's a potential for a letdown. Now, see if it, now I think if they lose to Georgia, I think they're out, and they're going to be like, oh, like we don't really care about winning anymore, you know, because we'll we're see. out of the playoffs. We'll see. So I, what, I, I think. I think it's a really interesting dynamic because I don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, it's a huge wild card before they play us. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's your prediction? Does Virginia win this game? I think it's closer than people think. And I think that a lot of people are going to say two touchdowns or more. I think it's going to be about seven points, ten points. But I think Notre Dame is going to pull it out. Yeah, I've Notre Dame thirty one twenty one, and I think I think it's going to come down to just Notre Dame having a lot more of those athletes. I think it's going to have Notre Dame having a lot more of the you know the big boys on the on the both ends of the line. But I think that UVA holds their own for a long time in that game, but can't finish it just because of the depth of Notre Dame. Yeah, it's one of those things where Notre Dame has been there before, not only the program but also the players last year. It's I. I'd like to think we'll get to the point where we can compete with Notre Dame in a year or two, but I just don't think we're there yet. I think I think we're almost there. I really do. I think that Bronco and the staff can get there, but I just think that this year is not the year for that. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. So we're both at four and one right now four after the Notre Dame. Four loss. and one worst, three and two. Okay. Three and two at worst. So we head into a bye week and after the bye week we come back, we play Miami on the road. Friday night, what happens here, Dustin? You know, it's interesting because we we saw Miami last night, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I don't think that they're super special after seeing them last night. Okay. What do you think, Rob? I think they have a lot of potential, and I think they're going to be held back badly by a very weak offensive line. I mean, Florida had ten sacks last night. We're recording this on Sunday. Ten sacks last night, and listen, Miami made some plays, and they got. A great defense. Now they struggled with tackling last night, but it was week zero. That'll get better. Um, I think Miami. I think I think this environment more than the team itself is going to make this game very difficult for UVA to win. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, you okay? If if you think about like going back to Miami's last game in the Orange Bowl, 
when UVA won 38 to 0. 48 to 0. 48 Don't to short zero. Change, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, 48 to 0. You know, it and it kind of goes to show it the kind of team that Miami historically is. You know, they they win big, they're tough, you know, they're they're kind of the big boys in the mm-hmm. NCAA. But when it comes down to it, are they coached well enough and do they have the the mentality to beat teams that are probably lesser than them. Mm-hmm. And in this case, I'm going to say no. I'm going to okay. say that we're going to beat Miami on the road at 8 p.m. on a Saturday on ESPN 1. And I think <laughs> I think that's going to happen. Not the Ocho? Not the Ocho. No, 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 no. We're, we're on mainstream ESPN for this one. <laughs> yeah, I... I want to have that optimism, but I'm just not there yet. If this game was a noon kick in Charlottesville, I think UVA would win. If it was a 3.30 kick in Miami, I think UVA would potentially win. Night at Miami, I'm just not there yet. I have us losing 24-21. I have us losing a very close game. I think it's going to be a great game, but see, I just I, don't have us winning. See, I see, it, I see it differently from you. I think I think that the Miami players are going to see this as like a, oh, like we're supposed to win this game. It's going to come easy to us because that's how they feel. Miami players do not, you know, recognize they they, they see the they see the name on the back before mm-hmm. the U on the front. That's how Miami is, and so they they're not going to see Virginia as a threat. They're going to see Virginia as just another pushover team, and that's sitting at the bottom of the ACC forever. And what they don't realize is that UVA is coming up this year. All right. All right, I like the optimism. I I was close on this game. I'm here. Close. I'm I'm here for the optimism. <laughs> I'm here for the optimism. So I have Virginia at four and two at this point, two and one in the ACC. You have them at five and one. I'm gonna say five and one. All right. Yeah, five and one. Five and one, three and zero oh in the ACC for Dustin. Yeah. All right, which brings us to Duke. So David Cutcliffe, obviously talented coach. You know his quarterback, who somehow turned into the number six pick in the draft, Daniel Jones. Is gone though. Bronco is three and zero against David Cutcliffe since joining Virginia. Uh, it's at home. I'm kind of thinking Virginia. What are you thinking? This is a win. I think this is an easy win. I mean, it. I think this is an easier win than like ODU. Oh man. Oh man. It's not. E- well, it's not easier, <laughs> but it's an easier pick for me because I think that. I think that you know this Duke team lost their quarterback. Um, you know Cutcliffe is a great coach, but. Is not he doesn't he isn't bringing in the talent that mm-hmm. Bronco has been, and so I think that Bronco's going to easily run over him in this game. Yeah, it's weird. So Duke returns the majority of their running game, their top running backs, their new quarterback is more of a run first guy than a pass guy, but they lose their top four receivers. And this was a Duke team that it's just like every Duke team. Duke has a good overall record because they play cupcakes in non conference. Duke was eight and five last season after going three and five in the ACC. It's just kind of how Duke is. I think Duke is going to be worse this year, though. They had been trending upwards the past few years. I think they're going to take a step back. I'm with you. I think Virginia wins by a couple touchdowns here. I have them 35-20. I think at home, and like, I think they're going to beat, or I'm sorry, I think they're going to lose Miami, but they're going to have an extra day to prepare. I think Virginia is going to be kind of ticked off, losing two in a row. I think they're going to be ready to go. I think they're going to beat Duke. Yeah, you pretty think, you think we're losing two in a row. I think I think we're coming off a win at Miami. I think the UVA home base is going to be lit. I think we're going to be excited for this family weekend versus Duke. 
I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. And this is the first home ACC game since Florida State. And that's going to be a big deal to a lot of UVA fans who, you know, have been waiting for a chance to show what, like, how much they like this school. Yeah, so this is the only home game where we have four or five on the road. Yeah. This is, yeah, this will be hopefully a good break for our guys. Yeah. So, so, so well, one, it's... One out of five on at home. Yeah. So we got at Notre Dame, at Miami, Duke at home, at Louisville, at North Carolina. Duke's at home. So this is the one, you know, the one game in October at home. I think people are going to come to this one. I think they're going to be excited for it. This is like, this is the quintessential like football weather. Like mid-October, Charlottesville, like this is the dream. You're going to want to be at this game. I'm, I'm already, I'm smiling so big right now. I'm already excited for this game, Rob. So, I'm ready for it. <laughs> so I'm at five and two uh, overall, three and one in the ACC. You're six and one. You already have our boys as bowl eligible right now. I'm six and one. I and No, I believe in our boys. And I think, you know, this is going to come later, but we, we might stumble a little bit later in the season. But I think that we're going to be bowl eligible by, okay. the, by this point in the season. Which brings us to Louisville which we play on the road. This was kind of like Miami was probably the signature win last year, but this was a big win for us last year. Everyone knew Louisville like wasn't as good as the preseason hype was. You know, Louisville was really bad last year. Yeah. They were 2-10, and 0-8 and in the ACC. They lost their last nine games in a row. Like they were not good last year. Um, but we didn't really know how bad they were at the beginning of the season. And Virginia comes out, beats them 27-3. Uh, and that September matchup, Bryce Hurdle's two guys. Everyone was kind of like, it was amazing. Yeah, it, it was, was so good. It everyone was kind of like, all right, like I can get used to this Bryce Perkins guy. No, I like this guy. So we play them this year again. Another team we struggle playing Louisville on the road traditionally in the past couple years, but whole new coaching staff. I mean, I don't think people had realized how bad it had gotten under Bobby Petrino. They're bringing in Scott Satterfield from Appalachian State. I think it's a good hire, but I think this is just something that's a little bit too soon for this coaching staff. Scott Satterfield is kind of the exact opposite of a Petrino type guy, a guy who's willing to kind of cut corners, you know, leave a little bit here and there. Satterfield rides some motorcycles. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, the whole nine yards. Satterfield <laughs> spent almost his entire career at Appalachian State, built that team the right way. They were ten and two last season. Um, I think he's going to do a really good job there. But I think this is a little too soon. I have UVA beating Louisville. I, I think the turnover for Louisville is too much in this instance, and I think that you know, with time, as as you were saying, they're going to get better, and their their coach is great. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like Georgia Tech, where where you know, there there there's so much change right now, and mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to be able to make it up immediately. Um, but I think that eventually they'll get there. Right now not the time for Louisville to be a good team. It It's different parallels because Mike London and Petrino were very different type of coaches, as, yeah. especially from like a morals and ethics standpoint. Yes. But uh, it reminds oh me of that. God. Like there's a huge culture redo that has to get done at Louisville. And it's just, I think they're going to be pretty bad again this year, similar how we were pretty bad with uh, Bronco Mendenhall his first year. Again, I like the hire, but I have Virginia winning. For me, we're bowl eligible now on the road, six and two, four and one in the ACC. Dustin has us at seven and one, seven and one, five and zero oh ACC, seven and one. Probably a top fifteen ranking at this point. And we'd in be the pushing season. it. We'd be pushing it. 
Yeah, top 20, if not top 15. And which brings us to the next week where we are at North Carolina in Chapel Hill. Rob, I think this is a trap game. See, I think it's a bad game for us. Lots of people are saying that. I think it's lots a bad of game for us. That. This, this is the game I'm most worried about really? North, at North Carolina because, because Mac Brown is a really good coach. He's a good coach. At one point, he was. And well, okay, hold on. Let me finish. <laughs> okay. He is a good coach. He, you know, he knows what he's doing. And at this point in the year, he's had enough time to know what his weaknesses are, what his strengths are. He's going to be able to put his team in the best position to beat us. And I'm scared at this point where where we might be seven and one that we might be coasting into North Carolina, seeing games against Georgia Tech and Liberty in the horizon. Mm -hmm. So I'm nervous. I'm nervous that we're going to overlook North Carolina. Do you remember, I think it was, it was 2005 after we had beat Florida State, that big night game. Yeah. And we go and we play North Carolina the next week in Chapel Hill, Uh and we lose five to three. (laughs) <laughs> this is like this is a true i remember because i remember watching that game at home and my dad and i went to a nascar race at martinsville the next weekend uh-huh. and i remember coming out of the race and turning on the radio to listen to the uva game and we were like this has got to be a joke <laughs> like we were listening to the post-game presser yeah. like five to three like yeah. what it so maybe you see it like that i don't i think mac brown is a little past his prime. I think you're going to get into the season and we're going to realize, hey, there's a reason he was let go at Texas. Uh-huh. There's a reason he was in the coaching booth for the past five years. I think they'll be marginally better than last. Listen, last year they were 2-9, and 1-7 and seven in the ACC. Their only wins were somehow Pitt and then <laughs> Western Carolina. Yeah. You know, they were really bad last year, but they did have some close games. You know, they lost by three against Tech, double overtime against Syracuse, overtime against NC State. I think they're going to kind of trend more towards the middle this year i could see him winning five or six games but i just don't see this i think this is a game where you know north carolina is probably starting the true freshman quarterback at this point i think the virginia defense is going to confuse them i i just don't see this as a loss for so, us so i'll talk about this at the end of the at the end of the podcast but i think this is one of the games that virginia could lose and you know it would suck but it would make sense just based on like the trend that North Carolina is on and also the trend that UVA is on, you know, with their coaches and, you know, where they are in the year and, you know, they know what their personnel is at this point in the year. I think that, I think that Mac Brown is a, is a good coach. He knows what he's got and he's going to make use of it. And I think that, you know, and, you know this, this is a hot pick for, for UVA fans. <laughs> it's a lose. popular upset. Pick, it is. Though. It is a popular upset pick. And, you know, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I'm going with it. I think I, I, I think that I'm not going to say that we lose this game, but I think that there are a couple games that we could lose really easily. And I'll talk. We, we can talk about that at the end. Mm-hmm. But um, I think this is one of them that we could lose really easily. We should win, but we might not. Yeah. And that's what I'm afraid of. So right now we're seven, we're both have us at seven and two, five and one in the ACC. That's where we're both at. So still better season than what we're used to at this point, which brings us to home against Georgia Tech. So this is kind of the weird part is when normally when. <laughs> Georgia yeah, Tech's gonna Georgia be Tech's so be bad, bad this year. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. 
they're they're again kind of like Louisville, like you said. Jeff Collins hired from Temple. Speaking of which, Temple had a really bad off season. Yeah. They lose uh they lose Jeff Collins, and then they're like, oh, Manny Diaz, like, why don't you be our head coach? Okay, JK, Mark Rick retires. Manny Diaz is gone in the next week to come back to Miami. Rough season to be a Temple fan. But this is kind of weird. Like all our home games are normally in October, and this year they're in November. They're all in November. Which is probably good for the football team. Selfishly, I like the October games. Mm-hmm. Charlottesville's a little warmer in October than November. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, this is this is a Georgia Tech that's ready for a big rebuild. And it's not like a culture thing like we talked about with UVA or with Louisville. Like this is take your triple option personnel and put them in a modern offense. <laughs> like this is going to take some time. They applauded when they did a shotgun snap. That's still my favorite highlight on the of the first offseason. play of their <laughs> offseason game, yeah. which is really funny yeah because they they started in shotgun oh no they started in um under center mm-hmm. went to shotgun everyone applauded it was great it was great and the play went nowhere <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i think georgia tech i mean listen like is their triple option quarterbacks are one of them going to be their quarterbacks are they going to go to a freshman uh defensively they're losing a lot you know it's just it's a rough time to be a georgia tech fan Look, there's no reason they can't have a good team down in Atlanta. They used to, and right. I think Jeff Collins is a great hire. It's just, it's not going to be this year. And it probably gonna, won't be next year either. It's going to take a long time for them to come back. Yeah. It's, it's like, like Virginia's in their like fourth year under Bronco. It's probably going to be four or five years under Collins, under Collins yeah. before they can really, you know, get get to where they want to be. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nice though, not having the triple option in the ACC. I oh my god, it's I kinda hated nice. the triple option. It was horrible. You know, it, it just ruined everything. It ruined everything. It, people got hurt. It threw a wrinkle in your offense. Like you, you always lost the next game yeah. after that. It was awful. <laughs> it was no good. Uh, yeah, including Virginia Tech last year. Yeah. So uh, let's take it to Liberty then. So we actually have a late season bye after Georgia Tech. We have a bye and we come back. And we play a Liberty team that kept up with us in the first half last year, but we kind of pulled away in the second half. Dustin, how do you see this one going? It's going to be about the same as last year. You know, they got Hugh Freeze, who is a really good coach at um, Ole Miss. Uh, kind of got in trouble for some for some recruiting things because mm-hmm. he's kind of a scumbag. But <laughs> but uh, Liberty, you know. Hiring him is not that surprising, considering they are also scumbags. Um, <laughs> they also hired Ian McCall, who was the Baylor AD, <laughs> who covered up a lot of stuff. So it was a very controversial offseason for Liberty football. <laughs> so scumbags, all of them, and and you know li- that it's not surprising for Liberty, but but with Liberty, they're going to have a a well coached team. They're going to be. You know they're not going to have the same kind of athletes that we will. We should win this game by probably three or four touchdowns. Um, who knows if we actually will? It's Military Appreciation Day. I don't know if that means anything. It did when Mike London was coach. It did. You got the head to toe uh, camo, which was always a treat. It did, but, but. our our players didn't. So <laughs> I don't. That didn't mean anything to the players. But um, I think I think Liberty's an an easy win for us. I I don't think they're not a pushover by any means. It's not like ODU or William & Mary, but they're going to be a, a nice kind of laid-back win before we play Tech on Friday the next week. 
Yeah, and I, I really like where this Liberty game falls. Similar to last year. Now, last year was our third-to-last game before Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech. This year, it's the second-to-last game against uh, or before Virginia Tech. I'm with you. I think Liberty is... I Maybe I'm a little higher. I think it'll be similar to last year where they hang with us with the first half. I think we ultimately win by two touchdowns or so would be my guess. Yeah. I mean, the weird part is that it'll all crash and burn eventually, but I bet Liberty gets a good two, three seasons out of Hugh Freeze. Oh, I thought you were saying this season. Oh, no, no. When we lose to Tech again. I thought well, that's what well, you were saying. Well, wait for it. But, I thought uh, that's what you were saying. No, I mean, Liberty's, Liberty oh got God. a four-star cornerback this no, like, I know. It's weird. I, I know. It's weird. He's it's, recruiting well. It's it's following a similar trend. The recruiting rankings are going up, and then it'll crash and burn. And right. It's like, uh, what's going when on? And they're here? like, oh, actually, you can't recruit that way. <laughs> you can't pay people to come to the university. But how about that? All right. So lo- going into the last week in the season, Dust and I both have UVA at nine and two, six and one in the ACC. We play home against Virginia Tech Friday. Tell me what happens, Dustin. We're going to lose. Really? Yeah. Really? We can't beat Tech. Okay. I'm joking. I, I, I can't. I, <laughs> I just, you know, it's, it's, it's embedded into my mind that we're going to lose to Tech. And it, it, it kills me every year because I really, I think that we're much better than them. And I, I think this year that we are better than this Tech team. I mean, Ryan Willis is not that good of a quarterback. Like, he's, he's decent, but he's not that great of a college quarterback. Their wide receivers are really good. Their running back is not that great. Their defense is okay. We we should be able to beat them in Charlottesville. Half the stadium is going to be Hokie fans, and I I, I think I don't know. It, it's going to be close. It's going to be closer than I think it should be. I think we're going to lose. I I, I think we're going to lose. <laughs> I have us ah! losing twenty four twenty three. I I just I. I, I can't do it again, Rob. After last year, I can't do it again. It was it was bad last year. I, last was, year was bad. It was very bad. Last, last year. year was the year, Rob. We were told. We, we were, were told. told. We believed. I, we said it. <laughs> we said this. We we promised. And people. that's part of it. Is I was so I've never been more confident than last year. Virginia Tech had lost four in a row before they played, and there was that whole article that came out in Sports Illustrated recently about how players were hoping they lost. They wanted the season to end. The culture was toxic. And somehow they still beat us. And I don't know, man. I'm at, I say this every year, and heck, maybe if we're 9-2, and 6-1 and one, ACC, it, maybe I'll say we beat hey, Virginia Tech in the season. But Hey, we, we, we just won a national championship in basketball. I'm okay with losing to Tech. <laughs> Again, we, lost, we won the national championship. Mm-hmm. I'm all right. But I mean... All- but, but it sucks. It sucks a lot. <laughs> On the real, I, I actually think Tech is going to be pretty good this year. I think they're, people want to talk about UVA and Miami. I think people are kind of underselling Virginia Tech a little bit. Their defense is going to be way better I than think it was Tech's, last I year. I think Tech's defense is going to be the, the key to this game because if they are as good as some of the smarter people think they are, they're going to be a lot better than what their preseason ranking is. But if, if their defense falls apart, if there are injuries – if they can't like hang with some of the other, you know, teams in the ACC, it's gonna be a rough year for Tech because I don't think their offense is nearly as good as it was last year. Um, and their if their defense can't hang, then it, they're not gonna have anything. Yeah, I mean, to me, it honestly all comes down to like the whole cultural thing that the Sports Illustrated article was all about. Like, yeah, I see Virginia Tech and I see talent on the defense that'll be much better than it was last year. 
I see an offense. I'm higher on Ryan Willis. I think he's a top five quarterback in the ACC. He's I think they have good. a great receiving I, I, core. I disagree with you. I think Ryan Willis is not a good quarterback. Quarterback. He he throws stuff up. <laughs> he throws stuff up and people catch it. It's not he. I don't think he's a good quarterback at all. I really don't. I think this is going to really be an incredibly don't. tough game. And listen, man, if you want to get to ten wins, you want to end Bud Foster's career on the right note for us. Let's do it. But I, I, I just can't see it. I'm I, not seeing it right I now. I pray to God that that the uh, donating $100 to UVA for tech tickets um, kind of sends a message to not only tech fans who, who can't buy tickets anymore, but also to UVA fans who are like, hey, we got to fill the stadium with people who actually care. And I think I think seeing you know all the wins throughout the season will make people come to this game. Hopefully, all UVA fans, and I hope that UVA fans fill the stadium because I think it's going to make the difference. I, I think I think the home, you know, whoever has more fans or louder fans in the stadium is going to make more of a difference than we think right now. And I think this game could decide the coastal. I think there is very real potential for this game to decide who wins the Coastal. But between between UVA and Tech or UVA and Miami? I think UVA and Virginia Tech are going to be the two. I think it's going to come down to this last week. I really do think that. I, I also think it could be UVA and Miami. It could. Because if we lose this game, Miami could win the Coastal. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, there's so many different scenarios. Yeah. But I, I think this I think this could be a fun game. I see this as a game where both teams are ranked. In Charlottesville. You know, we haven't had that type of game. I think we had it in 2011. I know we had it in 2007. We might have had it in 2011, The, too. the year that we got uh, shut out yeah, by yeah. Tech, 42-0. That was also a much better... I mean, that was a top five Virginia Tech team at the yeah. time, too. Yes. This but, Virginia Tech team will not be top five. <laughs> but, but we were also playing for the Coastal. We were. Year. We were. And look, I think this is going to be an awesome game. Like, I think this is the type of game that, like... People are going to show up. This might be the highest attended game of the season. I think it's going to be a great game. It makes me. It just makes me nervous because I'm I'm so invested in this team, and I I just hate getting this invested, knowing that we will eventually lose to a tech team that is worse than us. Well, what's your prediction? Do you have us winning? I thought you had us winning. It's a, it's a flip. It's a flop. I can't. I can't decide. You got to get on the record, man. You got to put something out there. We're gonna win. Okay. We're gonna win. I, I I can't I can't vote against this UVA team more than I have already. <laughs> um, you know I'm a, I'm a diehard UVA fan, but I'm also a realist. Ten and two. I think we're ten and two. Okay. I really do. I I think and you know actually I want to talk about this because I I do think that we will drop one throughout the year that we should not. Whether it's Duke, UNC. Or Tech, I think we lose one of those games. And I think we lose at Notre Dame. And I think Miami is a toss-up. Okay. So I think anywhere between eleven and one and nine and three is good. Okay. And I'm gonna say I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> if if we're in if we're anywhere between eleven and one and nine and three, I'm gonna say I'm I'm a successful <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> I'm kinda like I'm kind of weird. I have like a lower bracket. So I see us as between seven and five and nine and three. Right. I kind of view nine and three as the ceiling this year. 
And I say seven and five is kind of in between because see, see, I I have much more hope than you. I I, I really think <laughs> I I think we can beat Miami. I think we can beat Tech. But I think that you know there's so many there's been so many years of UVA teams losing to teams we should not have, and it, not just in football, but in, in basketball and and every other sport as well. I, I think we're gonna drop one that we should not. Yeah, which is kind of that's kind of what I'm saying. Like. I see Pittsburgh and Florida State as like the two games that will determine whether it's like seven and five versus nine and three. When and I came into this exercise, I was thinking eight and four. And as I went through the schedule, I was like, well, we could win that. We could win that. I ended up at nine and three. I could see there's a scenario where we lose to Louisville or UNC or Duke. We end up at eight and four. But that's kind of where I am. I'm you, kind of predicting on the high end of what I'm expecting. And you know, I'm more worried about the Duke Carolina games than I, am, than I am about the Florida State Pitt games. All right. Because because of where where it is in the season and the hype that we have at the beginning of the season, I think it's going to carry us. I think that the middle of the season is going to be rough, uh, like like not rough, but like it's going to be harder to win than we think it is. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely agreed, especially during that stretch on the road. Yeah. So when we look at what the takeaways are from our records, I have us at nine and three, six and two in the ACC. Dustin has us at ten and two, seven and one. Under Dawson's predictions, we win the Coastal. Yeah. There's not a scenario where we're 7-1 and one and we don't win the Coastal. Realistically, I'd put a lot of money on that. Under my scenario, 6-2 and two in the ACC, but losses against Miami and Virginia Tech. 6-2 and two is normally the floor that it takes to win the Coastal. We'd probably need some help to win the It'd Coastal. It'd probably be point. a tiebreaker, in which case does Miami, if we lose to Miami and Tech, they probably have the tiebreaker over us. Yeah. It's... That's another thing. So this was an article from the Sabre. They're doing their 50 thoughts before kickoff series, which is great. They did a similar thing last year. But one of their first articles in this series was, realistically, what does it take to win the Coastal? Obviously, UVA was picked as Coastal favorite. And they went back through some years, and there was, I think, one year in the past 10 years where 5-3 and three won it with a tiebreaker. But pretty much every other year, you got to be at least 6-2. and 7-1 and one will get it done 99 out of 100 times. But you probably have to be at least six and two to get it done. So uh, we might win nine games, and there's a chance we don't win the coastal, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But we, you know, it depends who you lose those games to. So yeah. there's there's just a lot of different things at play here, and I think that's one thing. Just overall, this off season that has not been talked about much. Everyone wants to believe on U- in UVA, but when you kind of like break down the numbers, it's like, all right, well, you gotta consider like what's going on at Virginia Tech and Miami, and like. What is actually going to take? Like, it's probably going to take at least a six and two record, and that might not be enough to get it to the Coastal Championship game. And, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again: I'm okay with not making it to the championship game in the ACC if we beat Tech. If we if we lose to Tech and make the championship game, I will. I think I would like that less than beating Tech and making the championship game. I really do. I think beating Tech is way more important than making that game. I kind of, I, I, it's weird because like I want to say no, but I actually do kind of agree. I want to say no, no, but no, but I, I, you know, there's a and there's a hierarchy of you know Bronco Mendenhall's yeah. talk about like you know winning like making a bowl game, winning a bowl game, beating Tech, winning the ACC. You know, there's a hierarchy of things that you got to do when you're new coach, and I think that Broncos realize. I mean, as a fan. I think that you've got to beat Tech before you can do anything else. And I mean, even if we win the ACC, like low chance we like low chance we would beat Clemson in the ACC championship game. But 
I think even if we did, there'd still be that like bad taste in our mouth. Like, ah, we lost to tech. Yeah. You know, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got to beat tech before you do anything else. Okay. I, again, I think this is going to be an incredibly close game. I'd love, obviously, I'd love to win it. God, I'd love to win it. But I know you would. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. You don't know what it's like <laughs> living in Roanoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, um, all right. So, any other thoughts you want to use to wrap up kind of our, our season predictions? Because I know every other UVA podcast out there has done this. Any other thoughts you want to do to wrap it all up? I, I, I'm going to say that I think anywhere between 11 and 1 and 9 and 3 is a good season, is a really good season for us. I think that it's really, um, we could easily lose the game against Notre Dame. But even if we beat Notre Dame, we could easily lose, lose against Miami, or we could lose against UNC or Louisville or Duke or Tech. And I think that there's a lot of games that we could drop, and it would make sense, even if it would like sting a little bit because we we shouldn't have done it. But like it makes sense as a team. Like it's really hard to win ten games in a season. Mm-hmm. Virginia's only done it twice. Right, and. And especially in this day and age where you you know you like you're looking to the playoffs and you're looking to the championships, it's really hard to, you know, aim for perfection. Like a lot of teams, like like if you look to Bama and Ohio State and and Clemson, you know those three teams are really the ones that that have done really well in the past three or four seasons with this playoff, you know you know the with the playoffs and and with uva now you know gaining steam a lot i think a lot of uva fans have started to think like oh we can easily make the playoff if we win all of our games well it's not that simple we have to win all the games first and there's a lot of games that we could easily drop you know louisville we could easily drop even if they're not as good as us duke they're not as good as us unc they're not as good as us we could easily lose any of those games and I think that's important to realize is that even though I'm a UVA diehard fan for life, I'm I think I'm one of the you know biggest UVA fans out there. I don't think we can win all of our games, and I think that's important to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll wrap up mine by saying this: normally, this Virginia team they were picked last in the coastal each of the past five years before this year. Normally, when you're doing your season by game by game predictions. You're kind of playing a little bit of games with yourself, too. You're going through, like, oh, well, Virginia's beat these guys in the past. They'll probably beat them here. But, oh, we always have a letdown game. You know, we'll probably lose this one. You're kind of playing games mm-hmm. in your head as you're predicting yeah. the schedule. Yeah. And what I did here, for the first time in a long time, I felt confident just going each game with my head, like, trying to get, like, the little demons out of my head and being like, all right, what makes sense in each game? You know? And it's weird as a UVA fan to do that because normally we can't have nice things. And it might be the same way this year. We, it's but, always taken from us. <laughs> but what I did in my season predictions is I went game by game. And you you have to consider trends. You have to consider who the teams are playing before us, after us. I mean, that obviously plays a role. It's not 100% in your control. There are outside forces going on that are going to influence how this season goes. But I tried to the best of my ability to go game by game, you know, taking into account all of that. And for the first time that I can remember, I wasn't playing any games in my head. What made sense on paper, what made sense in my head, was what went into these predictions. And I ended up at 9-3. and Like I said, going into this exercise, in my head, 
eight and four made sense. And you know, if it's Virginia football like we're used to, we're probably going to end up at eight and four or seven. We're probably going to be worse but than that. Just worth my head. Just like going through one by one, taking into account everything. I I really I ended at nine and three. I was surprised I ended at nine and three, and, but that's where I ended up. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting because because especially like college football especially has a weird way of being really predictable in in like a like a statistical way Mm -hmm. and so like if you if you think your team is really good there's chances that they will lose some like a game along the way and even that game can take them out of some sort of chance like winning the acc or making the playoffs or something like that and i think it's really interesting in that you know, with basketball, it's a little bit more easy because you can lose a game and still win the national championship. But with football, it's like, oh, well, you can't do that anymore. Like, you have to be perfect the mm-hmm. whole year. And that's really difficult. It's really difficult to do. Yeah, it's a different game. Man. Yeah, it's different a different game. game. And uh, with that, I think I think we're done for this episode. So I'm excited for next week, next Saturday when we face Pitt. I know Rob's excited. Rob, where are you watching it? I mean, it sounds like at your place, man. It sounds you like at my place. Network. Hey, 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 if anyone wants to come to my place, everyone's welcome at Dustin's <laughs> place. I'll give you the address. Just DM us on Twitter. <laughs> but uh, thank you for listening to Guys and Ties podcast. This is Dustin and Rob. We are happy to have you. We will be back next week. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Snapchat at Guys and Ties Pod. Follow us on iTunes at Guys and Ties Pod as well. And uh, we will see you next week. Go who's beat, beat pit. pit. It feels good saying that. Feels good saying it, man. <laughs>